When we look at food as how it can change our body, we miss what food was intended for, and that is to support our body. And when we start to understand food in the metric of supporting it, we really dissolve its moral code. And food no longer is about what is right or wrong, good or bad, but it's about what does my body need today? This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Alexa, and as always, this is a place where I believe you were made for living well. I know it goes against what the common philosophy is in the health space, that your body has somehow against you and the villain of your story. But it can't be because it is your tool and resource to live your life, to feel energized, vibrant, and really alive. Now, there's a lot of thought surrounding health and what it takes to heal and even what your body is. Today in the podcast, we're going to break all of that down, including some of those false beliefs that actually keep us stuck. Ultimately, inside this podcast, I want to teach you about healing foods because we are on a journey of how you heal inside this eight-week podcast series we're doing this summer, and this is lesson number six. Now, it's number six for a reason because, yes, it matters, but you can't miss all the other steps to healing. I just interviewed someone for a podcast that's going to come out next month, and I loved her analogy that she stated about the healing process. It happens like baking a cake. There are certain steps that you need to take in order for the cake to turn out delicious. And if you miss any one of those steps or you try to reorder it, the cake just doesn't turn out as well. And you kind of end up back needing to remake the cake. And that's really why this podcast series is important and the progress through the healing journey. Uh, There are some steps that can be taken. And I'm not saying that it's a one size fits all. Healing is incredibly individual, but there are some things that need to be dealt with before you can get into the issue like, what should I be eating? Because if you have a bad relationship with food or your body and you have unhealed trauma, oftentimes you're just going to use food to try to suppress that or try to numb that or um, food to try to change that. Anyways, inside this podcast, we're going to break it down, but you need to go back and listen to all the other episodes inside the series on how you heal. They really do matter, and I think you're going to find a lot of value. But regardless, today we're talking about healing foods, where I share so much more over at The Living Well. And one specific thing that we're going to talk about is energy, which you can learn where your energy level is or how healthy you are inside my free quiz there and inside your results based on where you fall. On the energy spectrum, I give you healing ideas, healing tips, healing foods that are going to help continuously move you up into a higher state of frequency, into more energy, and into health. So make sure you check that out, including today's blog post over at thelivingwell.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for the Weekly Phil newsletter where I dive into my own personal stories, deeper topics just give you kind of some new thoughts and ideas to think about every single week. You can do that all over at thelivingwell.com. Now, before we get started with today's show, I do want to thank this summer podcast sponsor, Element. 
I have been telling everyone about Element. I have been giving out sample packs because it literally is something I crave every single day. And yeah, I want to blame the hot, hot weather that we've been having. But honestly, these minerals and electrolytes are so incredibly important to our body. And I didn't realize until I really started taking Element consistently how much better and more balanced I feel. Element is an amazing product. It's a quick electrolyte packet that has a specific ratio of very critical nutrients like sodium and potassium and magnesium that your body needs to function appropriately and to maintain this right water balance within our body. I know there's this huge trend that just pushes and promotes water after water or drink a gallon of water a day. And and well, yes, some people might need that, Water without the right electrolytes and without the right minerals is actually causing more problems than it is benefiting you. And we really do need to be careful about this because when you start to dilute the body down with water, that's not usable without the right mineral concentration, you actually start to dilute hormones and enzymes that just slow the entire communication process of your body and can make you more bloated and sluggish and your nervous system response more dysregulated. So Element comes into the picture because it helps create that balance by adding one drink packet to your water every single day. It really does change the game, and I promise you will feel so much better. I'll be sharing more later in the podcast, but if you want to try it out for yourself, make sure you head on over to drinklmnt, that's the letters, lmnt.com backslash made for living well to get a free sample pack where you can try out all the flavors before purchasing your own. So with that being said, let's dive right into today's podcast and tell you that this was not an intended podcast for the summer series. If I'm honest, I didn't really want to make this summer series about food at all because there was a lot of me that didn't want to believe food was as powerful as it is in creating change inside your body. Now, we want to say that lightly because you can really distort that and think I said that food is of utmost power in healing your body. I think it's a critical element of healing and health and living well, but it's only one piece of the picture. And if I'm honest, the only reason that I come out and say that I didn't want to add it to the summer series was because I was struggling with my own relationship with food. And so as I was writing out notes for today's podcast, I wrote notes, I threw the notes away, I wrote new notes, I threw the notes away, and then I just decided, you know what? The only way that I can truly explain the act and the effect of healing foods inside of our system is just to be incredibly honest with you to say that I have struggled in this category and I wanted to make health not about food at all. Even though I always knew food mattered, if it didn't, we would really be unfazed by food and the power that it does hold in our life. But that there was my problem, was how much power food held in our life and how much it seemed to take from our life. Yeah, in a lot of ways it gives. It's supposed to be this element of life that is pleasurable, that's exciting, that's relational. And yet we've twisted it and distorted it down into this thing that feels like it has of utmost power and control over us. And so as I've gone on my own healing journey, obviously here at The Living Well, you've noticed that a lot of this is mindset work. 
Sure, I've sprinkled in how uh, tactics on how to eat, and we've talked about that because I've genuinely been interested. All the while I've tried to suppress food in my own life, I've always known in the core of who I am that yes, it does matter and the scope of your body and how you feel in your mind and really the complete aspect of life. Like biblically speaking, we were designed to eat food. Food matters. And it has historically played a critical role in the quality of one's life. And you're like, yes, Alexa, food matters. <laughs> you're a nutritionist. Let's figure this out. <laughs> I get it. Okay. I really, really do. But I do think that there's a level of all of us that struggles with food a little bit because food is no longer just about its intended design to feed and to nourish our body, but it's become an aspect or a thing that can change our body, which is really where we've distorted food into this moral compass that we've allowed to guide our life. And honestly, it's just guiding us into miserable places. So today I wanna first help us put food back in its intended place, Because if food is not in its intended place, it will never be able to heal us. Because as long as food is in this moral role of what's right and wrong or what we believe has the ability to change us rather than what it's intended for and that's to support us, food really does lose the power and ability that it was designed for to help nourish our body. And I say that not to confuse you, because I understand that the two can feel so similar that you almost lose the motive, which changes what your body does with it somewhere in the middle. Like we lose our focus on what is the motive because the motive in which I'm eating and why I'm eating and what I'm choosing to eat is actually the thing that's going to change what my body does with what I eat. And this is really the power of healing is understanding and getting yourself to come to a place with food and to build a relationship with food that is less about how it can change your body and more about how can it support my body and nourish my body and bring lasting health. And maybe that's because we don't really grasp the true definition of health. Health for most of us has been this destination, a number on the scale, a way that we look, Um, a, a measure or metric. And yes, the health space loves to measure things. We love to count. We love to micromanage. We love to take blood tests. And overall, those things can be really good for us. Like they can offer valuable insight. But that's only one piece of the entire picture of health. And I think what's more important is understanding, but how is your body functioning? How does it feel? Like overall as a whole, how balanced or out of balanced are you? Like, is your mindset good? Do you have energy? And if we really want to simplify it, it comes back to how energized are you? And that's really food's intended design is to help energize your body so it can do the things that it was designed to do, which means healing and rejuvenation and giving you energy to go out and live your life. The body is important, but I need you to hear me say it is not of utmost importance in who you are. Some would even argue that you are not your body. And I don't want to get into all of that today because that's kind of a deep podcast for another day. 
But I think we can get so lost in creating an identity within our body that we lose ourselves in the process and we disassociate so far from who we are that we have no other option but to chase a better image of how we look. Like instead of being concerned by how you feel and how energized you are and like supporting the person that you are, we get so lost in trying to become something or reach a destination that then we believe we will be able to live who we are. And that right there is the twisted idea that has kept so many people from truly embracing the power of healing because we're going about health in the wrong direction. We're fighting our body rather than utilizing it to feel the best that we can feel. And in the process of feeling the best that we can feel, we get to focus less on our body and more on the things that we were called to do. We get to shift our our perspective. We get to shift our attention away from ourselves and get to put it onto other things. And there is so much freedom in that. Because at the end of the day, none of us want to spend the amount of time that we have and the amount of life that we have spent chasing down health. Like I cannot imagine someone else who's like, yes, I'm all in for dieting for the rest of my life. Or yes, it's absolutely been worth all of the anxiety and the body shame and the guilt and the overwhelm that I felt. Like None of us can look back on our life and say like, I wish I spent more time worrying about how I looked. Or I wish I spent more time worrying about the foods that I ate so that I could change how I look. I mean, yes, we want to look better. Across humanity, that is a desire for everyone. And I don't think that's wrong. I think that's our design. That's our body's way of saying like, I want to be well. Its job is to help you be well. It wants to create that desire for you to get well. We've just taken that desire that it has to look a certain way and we've morphed it into doing things that we think are going to get us there. Rather than recognizing the only way that our body can get healthy is by supporting it with the things that it needs to change. Your job is not to change your body. Your body's job is to change. And we have to trust that if we support our body, it will get to the place that it has created a desire in you to get to for it. I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit here. All of that to say is when we look at food as how it can change our body, we miss what food was intended for, and that is to support our body. And when we start to understand food in the metric of supporting it, we really dissolve its moral code. And food no longer is about what is right or wrong, good or bad, but it's about what does my body need today? What does my body need right now to feel its best? And I think we start to tear down all of those false beliefs and all of those connotations that we put around food and onto food that gives it more power than it actually has. Because if food had the power to change us and the way that we expect it to, we would not be in this predicament that we are. Like this podcast, you would not be listening to because you would care less, right? Because you would already be there. But we're not because we've transferred our power to food and we've given it the power to change how we feel. And when we do that, it's not about how we want to feel, but it becomes about how we currently feel. 
And this is a really dangerous place to get yourself into because that's where you're going to fall into your cravings, to emotionally eating, to shoving, to stuffing, to numbing, to disassociating with yourself, because it's not about what your body needs to thrive. It's really just about surviving in the moment. And as long as we continue to live life just trying to survive, we will never get to the intended design, which is to thrive. And then thriving is where we experience this abundant kind of health. And as we've been on this journey and how you heal, we obviously know that there's a lot of healing internally that needs to happen. In many ways, we have to do all of those things to get us to come home to recognize that this body that we live in and the mind that you encompass and the soul that is truly you has something to offer the world, right? Like that is good. So it's this coming home to recognize that your body is not against you. It is not trying to create this villain that ruins your life, but it is for you. And it has immense power to heal and to thrive. Its job and its design is to help you thrive. But it will only do that if you're not stuck in this place of survival. And so that means in order to truly heal and in order to use food in its intended design, We have to take back our power from what we've given food, recognizing that food really doesn't have the power to change how you feel. But the foods that you do eat change how your body responds, and that will change how you feel. So it's taking back your power to say, like, I recognize that food is important, and it can change how I feel based on what I choose to consume. And what I choose to consume is either going to support my body or it's going to kind of de-energize my body. And whatever it's doing in that moment is going to shift how my body responds and the outcome that I experience. We have to come to the place with food and recognize, yes, it does offer something in our healing response. It is necessary for us to consume food. We can argue all day what types and how much, but at the end of the day, we do know food is important. But if we put food in its rightful place, we have to understand that food does not have the power to change you. That is up to your body. Food's only job is to support your body, and in the support, that shifts what your body does and the outcome that you experience. So food's job is support, your body's job is to change. And if your body needs to change because you're not in a healthy place or you do want to lose weight, it's not just about how much or what you eat. It's really about how is your body responding to those things that you do? Because if there was one set diet that worked to actually change our bodies, which arguably, yes, there are many diets on the market, all that have an immense amount of research and many that are incredibly contradictory to one another, yet still work and still have research. Yet over the span of humanity, it works for very few people, at least long term. And I think this has always been one of my biggest concerns with food is when we try to like rationalize it or put a box on our biology and tell people specifically what they should eat as if we know what their body needs in any given moment of any day we really do dumb down health to the point that it no longer works. 
And the reason that we're here is because our body does not run that way. Food does not have that much power over us. Ultimately, it's our body's job to determine what it does with the food that we consume. So that means what works for one person might not work for you. And that doesn't mean your body's at fault. It's just not what your body needs, at least not in this moment. And so instead of getting so lost in the right and wrong diets, I think that we have to come back and recognize, but what does my body need? On a foundational level, what does food offer that is going to best support my biological needs and also the mind-body needs and the mind-body-soul needs of energizing the whole? So all that to say is, We've got to let go of the idea that there is one specific diet that is going to work for all of us. There's not one person in the history of the world who can accurately and adequately tell you exactly how many calories you need to eat in order to experience change. Potentially for a short period of time, it will work to produce results. But arguably, any change will create change because that's the power of change. It will push your body out of balance to the point where it's forced to compensate, which means oftentimes it's forced to lose weight, but eventually your body will downregulate to the level of what you consume, shifting your biology accordingly so that it no longer works. Not because your body is against you, but anything that is outside of this abundant sort of mindset of your body trying to take in what it needs and live this efficient life is always going to push your body back into survival where your metabolism downregulates and it starts to conserve stored hoard rather than to utilize. But the thing is, I know you want a plan. You want something to fall back into because there's some kind of safety there that is just like, if I am told exactly what I can do, I know I can follow that and then I can get the outcome that I want. But I think that only comes into play is when you've lost trust with your body, even when you've lost that awareness to what your body needs. And I think this is the real struggle is that we don't have a lot of faith in our body, potentially because of what we've seen or the genetics in which we are raised. And we hear, you know, like that's a problem, right? Like my genetics have a lot to do with what I experience as an adult, which is actually a false belief. And also we have the conditioning of all of the messages on the market that constantly remind you your body is not capable of change, but it is. And the thing that we don't do as often as we should is take the time to recognize what does my body need and then trust the process of providing what it needs, knowing that if it has the tools at hand, It can adequately get the results that it wants, and it no longer feels threatened to store, hoard, and conserve. Maybe this is best understood in the form of energy. Now, I talk a lot about energy on here, and I know a lot of people think it's really out there and really woo-woo, but as you've hopefully started to learn in this series on healing, the frequency of your body and truly everything in life is always influencing and interacting with everything else. So we all have a frequency. The earth emits a frequency. Everything truly emits a frequency. This can actually be measured. And what frequency your body is functioning at or what harmony it's singing at 
is really the level of health that you're going to experience. Now, that frequency is a measure of energy. And technically speaking, that energy inside your system is either going to be an abundance or scarce. And what we need to know about energy is that energy is neither created nor destroyed. That's the first law of thermodynamics. And that means nothing more than the energy that you have and you need is always there. Energy is not something that you have to create because you can't create energy. It just is. But as the law continues to explain, it can be altered, meaning the energy that you have or the frequency that you emit can be altered. And this is what's in our ability to control is how is our energy being altered or influenced? And this is really where we get into what foods are healing and what foods are not. Because if we understand energy as in our body has the energy that it needs, but how energized we feel and the energy that our body has available to it is determined by how our energy is being altered. And that means it's going to be altered by your emotions, which we talked about in previous podcasts, which have way more control and power over your body than pretty much anything else. Roughly 70 to 80% of your total energy is driven emotionally. So your emotions are a big player in this, proving that the motive behind why you eat and what you eat is really going to change what your body does with it. Because the motivation and your emotion based on the activity and the idea of eating is going to alter the energy of the food that you're consuming. And the energy of that is going to alter your internal body energy. We're going to get into this in a minute, so I'll explain it a little bit more. But your energy can only be altered. So when we look at the body, we understand that there is a balanced frequency or um a calibrated frequency of saying like, okay, the balanced frequency of the human body is somewhere around 200 to 250. Anytime you're in a lower frequency state, what happens to your energy is it's being altered in a negative way. And inside the body, that often looks like it's going to start storing, hoarding, and conserving energy because energy is the foundation of life. So without the energy for your heart to beat, you're no longer living, right? So an effort to maintain that Your body has to do something with the energy to self-protect, and that means it's going to start to downregulate your metabolism, start to take in more of the energy that you're consuming. Instead of using that to heal and recover, your body's going to go through the process of storing, hoarding, and conserving that. And that's what happens when we get into what's called survival mode or where our body downregulates, or where we've pushed our body to the extreme for so long that it has no option but to compensate for the lack of support that you're giving to its internal energy. So when you're functioning at a lower frequency, your body's more apt to store, hoard, and conserve the food that you do consume, no matter how quote-unquote healthy that food is. This is where I see a lot of people who are like, I have done everything right, and yet nothing works. And it's often because their body is functioning at a lower frequency state where instead of using the healthy foods and support, it's actually storing and hoarding and conserving that food, potentially for no other reason than you're coming to food with the wrong motive and the wrong mindset or the wrong emotional state or some past trauma and why all the other podcasts in the series really does matter. Because you can eat 
the right foods, but if they're coming from the wrong motivation or from trauma or from pain, they're going to be experienced in a negative way. Not always, but it does take work to get your body out of that state of survival. On the flip side, if you're in this thriving state or you're functioning at a higher energetic state, what happens is, is that your body's going to respond to food differently. Instead of being something that it needs to conserve, it becomes something that it can use. And in the process of using it, it starts to break it down in a form of healing modalities. So you're going to start to see more nutrient absorption, and you're going to start to see more protein assimilation, and you're going to start to basically see the body not just take in the energy of the food, but the nourishment and the nutrients of the food so that it can distribute that to all of the cells in the body to do the job that it was designed in supporting and healing and rejuvenating and really keeping you in that state of thriving. It's allowing your body to have the right building blocks so that every single cell in the body can do the job that it was designed. And when it does that, when it has that abundant sort of mentality, you don't need to store that food. Instead, you can release it or use it to go about your life. So you're technically working from this higher energy flow and this higher energy state. And your body can do remarkable things here. In fact, it gets you to the place where you can stop obsessing about food. Honestly, when we look at food obsession and people who are um, fearing food or obsessed with food or controlled by their body, a lot of times that's just that indicator that you're living in survival. And we know that food um, is a necessary need for the human body. And whenever you're in survival, you're going to become more paranoid and concerned about the needs of survival. So you're going to become more concerned about your next meal and you're going to need the next meal so that you don't get hangry, right? Like, or experience these negative feelings that your body is trying to avoid by, I don't want to say hoarding food, but in a way um, being so fixated on it to the point where you can't not consume food, (laughs) And I'm not saying when you get into a state of thriving, you can reach a state where you just are so busy that you don't even think about food. But I do think that food becomes more of a pleasure of life rather than a need for life. Your body knows you have the energy that it needs, so it doesn't have to obsess or crave the things that you already provide. So with all of that being said, I think we need to come to food and recognize Food does not have the power to change your body, but it can support your body. And that means we need to stop eating for energy and we need to start eating for nourishment because it's the nourishment that's going to support the flow of energy that's inside of you. When we look at food just based on caloric intake or macronutrients, what the health space is doing with that is it's trying to manipulate your internal energy, assuming That if we eat less than our body needs, that it will be forced to burn the stored energy in the form of body fat. And that sounds really picturesque and fairy tale like. And I wish in some cases it were true because there's a million ways to track and micromanage calories and macronutrients. But I hope the understanding of energy proves that this is not the way the body functions. 
our body is in a lot of ways smarter than we are. And that when we start to fight our body and take away things that it really does need to thrive, it will have the opposite effect. Not because it's against you or it's trying to make your life miserable, but because it's trying to protect you. And when we approach health from the metric of trying to change our body for an external appearance, rather than coming from the scope of how can I support my body so that it can thrive, our body knows the difference and it's going to respond accordingly. So your motivation matters. You can't lie to your body. So your body knows how you're coming to it, the motivation and the emotion that you have about your body and the food that you consume, and that changes what your body does with it. So when we talk about healing foods, we have to have the right perspective of food. Food does not have the power to change your body like you think it does. Its only job is to support your body, and your body's job is the outcome you experience. So if you're living in a place that you don't like or you want to change, I think we need to stop asking, what diet could I start to change this? And start to understand, okay, why is my body here and why has it responded in this way? And ultimately, what does it need to change? Because if we neglect the reason the body did what it did, we will never understand what it needs to undo what it did. (laughs) And if we can understand what it needs and provide that, the body stops responding in the negative way of survival. And that means we have to first understand what does my body need? What is it looking for? And sometimes that's the simple question of like, what do I feel like? I know it sounds mind boggling because you're like, well, I feel like ice cream and pizza. Certainly you might feel that way initially because your body is literally just starving for energy. So if you're feeling like I need all of these quick energy foods, Maybe ask yourself a question a little deeper that says, okay, I feel like I want all this crappy food and I know it's just because I am dying and desperate for energy. I feel tired. I feel sluggish. The caffeine's just not hitting it anymore. And so I'm running to that. Maybe it's like, okay, I know that feels good, but before I consume that, what is another way that I could energize my body right now? Again, food matters, but food is supposed to be nourishment. So your, your body is just craving these quick sources of energy or looking for food to provide energy. I want you to ask yourself, what other way could I help support my body with energy outside of eating it? And then say, okay, I still need to eat it. So what is the best option for consuming what my body needs? I know you're like, okay, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to eat. And this is so annoying And sometimes I struggle with that and why I ripped up my notes a million times because it feels like I'm not telling you what to do. I get it. Like I get I'm not telling you because I don't know what you should do. I know on a foundational level what your body needs, but within that and how much of that is really up to your body. And that's going to change from day to day. And as annoying as that sounds, and as much as you want to shut this podcast off, I am going to give you a little bit more of a foundation that will hopefully help you. So again, it's always about how food is going to support your body and how food supports it is by the amount of nourishment. 
So maybe a better way to look at the whole food aspect in healing foods is to, again, think about what does health mean? What does that healthy version of me look like? And honestly, I think we can sum it up into this like aliveness, right? You want to feel energized. You want to feel vibrant. You want to feel light. You want to feel powerful. You want to feel connected, right? Like you want to do all of these things that make you feel alive. And so if you want to feel alive, how do you support feeling alive? You do more things that make you feel alive (laughs) and you do less things that make you feel dead. The same is true with eating. If you want to support your health through eating, you need to eat more things that make you feel alive. You need to eat more foods that are alive. And it's the same with lifestyle practices, right? Like you need to do more play. You need to have more rest. You need to have better connections. Those things make you feel alive and they all matter in the scope of health significantly, just like food does. So it's looking at food and saying like, okay, I need to eat more things that make me feel alive. And generally speaking, that's foods that are alive, right? More foods grown from the earth or that have come from the earth, whole foods. And even broken down a little bit further, you could look at these foods as energy fillers or neutral energy foods or negative energy foods. And it's not to say that those are set in stone. Like we can say, yes, you know, foods grown from the earth, like having a rice bowl with some shredded chicken and fresh guacamole, like that's a live food, right? Like that's a positive energy food that's loaded with nourishment versus having a bag of chips and a pop. Those are generally nutrient devoid foods, which are going to have more negative energy. They both have energy in the form of calories, but it's how is your body responding to those calories? And generally speaking, the more nutrient rich it is, the more positively the body's going to respond to that, the higher energy frequency those foods have versus foods that have a lot of energy like pop and chips, but those are void of nutrients, which are going to downregulate or I want to say denourish the body, but in a lot of ways have this negative energy to them. So I like to look at foods in that way. Like, Positive energy foods, negative energy foods. It's not to say that you're not going to dip into this negative energy food or take some negative energy foods and eaten in the right environment can actually be more positive foods. So you could say like, okay, a hamburger eaten in isolation because you feel guilty and shameful with fries is going to be digested and absorbed and used and make you feel very, very differently Then when you're going out with some friends and you have a burger and fries over a good meal with laughter and you have the right mindset behind it, completely different. Your body is actually going to break those things down and absorb them significantly differently, which means it's not just about what you eat. It's also the environment and the mindset in which you eat it. And why you can gain weight just looking at food because that's the negative mindset that leads your body to store, hoard, and conserve energy even in the sight of food. But going back to positive and negative foods, I do like to look at my life and I think on a daily basis, how can I supply more foods that are positive energy, that have more nourishment to it? This aliveness sort of thing. And to get there, you have to stop eating based on necessarily how you feel right now 
and get into the place like, okay, what foods can I consume that are going to support my body so that I can feel the way that I want to feel? You have to have the right emotional relationship or kind of that emotional mastery that happened in some of the previous podcasts. But looking at food in that kind of way. And honestly, these can change over the course of seasons, even over the course of people's menstrual cycles. Like what is good for you in one phase of your cycle might be more negative energy in another cycle. Or for instance, seasonally, we know that more fresh, raw produce is more energizing in the summertime, but it can be very negative energy in the wintertime because your body doesn't have the same process or ability to break that down and absorb it in the same way. So with that said, it's not necessarily that these foods are forever going to be stuck in positive and negative categories. It's not to say that food is exactly status quo, but it's how is your body changing and what does your body need today to feel the most alive? And I think one of the reasons we struggle so much in health is because we look in forevers, right? Like we think, I have to do this forever, or this is, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, and because of the impossibility of that based on how life works, where it's always kind of pulling you out of balance, it really does prevent you from experiencing life to the fullest. And instead of looking at these big long-term things, it's just realizing like today I get to choose how I feed my body and how I nourish it. I'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. I'll worry about next month when next month comes. But today I'm just gonna pay attention to how does my body feel? What does it need? And how can I supply more of that? And if you start to break away from this long-term mindset or even what's happened in the past and you just start to focus on today, my body is needing something. How can I support what it needs today? Because in times of stress, you might find that your body just needs easier to digest foods. It needs more consistent mealtimes. It needs a longer night's sleep. But in times of energy, you might find like, I don't need to eat as much. Like I'm feeling really good. I just need something lighter. So it's really paying attention to every day. The kicker to this and the thing that's so hard for us is that you have to trust your body. You have to be able to trust that your body is going to do something good with what you provide. And good might be in the moment storing that because your body is deprived of that. But over the long haul, if you consistently start to make progress, if you consistently provide and support it in the way that it needs supported, it will start to release those stores and you will start to see a better outcome. You will start to see and experience this aliveness. In fact, you should experience it in every day, but you'll start to see the progress of that over time if you stay consistent with it because you trust that your body knows what it needs and it knows how to do with what you provide. Your only job is to provide a supporting and foundational diet that has the full support that your body needs to thrive. So what does that look like? Well, again, there's a lot of ideas out there about what the best diet is. And honestly, I'm going to give you generalizations, but I think it's best to pay attention to your body because this is going to change over time. Now, in our positive energy category, you're going to see a lot of things like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, 
animal products, of course, quality matters, and really anything grown from the earth. See water here, but if we break it down, it's like the minerals, the vitamins, the nourishment that your body needs. On the flip side, we often see more of those processed foods, those artificially caffeinated beverages, excess sugar, anything in excess or extreme amounts is going to be placed in the negative energy category. Or things that have excess toxins that requires energy to be broken down and absorbed. So again, whole foods versus processed foods, that's pretty standard, but it is valid, right? Like, of course, things that are void of nutrients don't have the the right building blocks that your body needs. So instead of using that as energy or using it to create energy, your body's forced to store it. And why things like pop chips, the processed lifestyle tends to be in relation with a higher body mass index. On the flip side, we see the whole foods, which provide that foundational nutrition that the body needs to create and to um, alter the energy in a positive way to create this free energy that your body can use. And therefore, it doesn't have to store that energy in the same way. Now, where this gets a little confusing is when we get into, and I'm just going to touch briefly on this, is like where you say like, well, I have a food sensitivity or I have an allergy or I don't want to eat a high inflammatory diet. And what I want you to know is unless it's a true allergy or your body is responding to a protein inside of that, or these anti-inflammatory diets or these quote unquote therapeutic lifestyle practices can be incredibly beneficial. But the reason why I say I don't always feel like they're forever, meaning you might have to give up dairy and gluten for a period of time while your body heals, because in some cases, those foods have become harder to break down and absorb because your body doesn't have the energy because it's fighting and processing through all these toxins and internal inflammation, like it doesn't have the energy internally to heal So sometimes slapping on foods that are maybe a little bit harder to digest or where you just have excess toxin overflow are actually going to push your body a little bit more into the negative energy state. So it's best to kind of give your body a break from those harder to digest foods or foods that, if not broken down properly, can lead to excess inflammation and stick to a really clean diet for a while. Because all toxins including food toxins, are going to slow the body's energy down because now your body is going to have to fight and process through all of those toxins. And in the process of that, it transfers energy to other healthy thriving states into that state of survival. So that's where we see those anti-inflammatory diets working is because it basically gives the body a break so that it can catch up. And in the process, you need to be filling your body with all of those other really great nutrient-rich foods that maybe aren't as hard to break down and absorb. So one thing that we see in, in the health space a lot that is not great for people is this excess consumption of raw vegetables and salads that are void of the fats and the proteins. And when we do that, again, those things are really hard to break down and absorb. And without adding in those other nutrients that your body needs, the energy level just gets less and less inside the body meaning you have less and less energy to break down those hard to break down foods. So you don't 
And then you don't absorb the nutrients, which just further accentuates the negative energy that's happening inside your body. So with that said, I, I do see a lot of people who heal from shifting away from this raw foods diet more into cooked, starchier, heartier foods, a little bit more of the comfort foods in some cases to re-energize the body and also re-nutrify the body so that in time, you should be able to create this new healthy balance. Again, it's always about what your body needs. And I think that's nothing other than paying attention to your diet. Are you in a place where you feel alive, where you feel vibrant and healthy? Even if you don't have the outcome that you want yet, that takes time, right? Like the weight takes time. Like first and foremost, it's always about the energy. So if you feel alive, even if you're not necessarily at the place you want to be, I say your diet is working. What you're doing is working and stick with it. If you're not, and you're not feeling alive, you're feeling like, I need caffeine to get through the day, I have cravings, I'm tired, I'm putting on weight, I have joint pain, I have autoimmune disease, whatever it is, if you have those symptoms, it's time to say like, okay, whatever I'm doing right now is clearly not what my body needs. How can I make some subtle shifts to that? to give my body the support that it needs to thrive. And it might be switching from a salad a day to a stuffed potato, (laughs) like making simple shifts that really do help the body to thrive. And I would say on a healthy diet, some things that people are missing is they're consuming way too many nuts and seeds, way too many raw vegetables, and not enough cooked starchy root vegetables Not enough protein sources like animal products and dairy or even these monounsaturated fatty acids like coconut oil and coconut and butter and whole fat dairy. Like some of those things can be really, really healing to our body because they're loaded with nutrients. But even taking a step further, if that scares you, one thing that can really shift our energy is actually remineralization. And if we look at research today across the board, when we talk about healing, one of the things that we're missing or deficient in, in mass amounts is minerals. And part of the reason that we're deficient in minerals is because the stress process or the stress response of the body takes and uses mass amounts of minerals. So when you're stressed, you're actually using up minerals rather than transferring them to the cells to be used in healthy ways. And in the process of that, you ignite more of that stress response, and it just kind of cycles through, causes more harm than good. And so sometimes it's maybe not necessarily just about changing your diet or removing the unhealthy things as much as it is adding in the healthy things. And in the process of that, your body will help rebalance and change your cravings altogether. And one thing that you could be adding more of to your diet is minerals trying to find more ways to add these mineral-rich foods to your diet, even if that means you change nothing else. Over at The Living Well, I'm going to put a whole list of mineral-rich foods on the blog, but one of the reasons why I am such a supporter of Element right now is because Element is rich in the minerals that most people are deficient in. I mean, even talking about magnesium alone, 
over 90% of the population is deficient in magnesium. When we talk about sodium, the majority of people are also deficient in sodium, partially because we've believed the few studies that show that sodium increased hypertension, which if you dig into the research is actually untrue. For the majority of us, we don't have enough of the right sodium in our diet, and therefore it causes more imbalances. Of course, there's time and place and people who really do need to avoid excess sodium. But for the majority of healthy people or the majority of people looking to change and feel more alive, we do need more of those minerals. And so Element is a perfect substitution for people who can't consume it in these mineral-rich foods in enough ways or in the healing process just need more than you can consume through food alone. And so Element becomes a nice addition to add in those vital nutrients to help recreate balance and push the body back into this energy abundance, back into healing and health. Now, as I've mentioned numerous times, like these minerals are essential for nervous system response. So when you don't have enough of these mineral-rich foods, what happens is, is your body can become more dysregulated, meaning you're going to be dysregulated not just because the people in your life are bothering you or because your work is overstressed, but you might be becoming overstressed and struggling with anxiety and mental hurdles simply because your body doesn't have the minerals to create this nervous system response that your body needs internally. Therefore, it's going to create these mindset issues. It's going to change your personality. It's going to change your mood. It's going to make you more sluggish simply because it does not have what it needs in order to properly work. Like think about baking, for instance. You can't necessarily leave some of these baking ingredients out, no matter how minuscule they seem, like salt or baking soda or baking powder, because they are necessary for how the final product turns out. Can you leave them out? Certainly, but it's going to change the outcome for good or for bad. The same thing happens inside the body. So we need those minerals and why I'm a big supporter of something like Element um, or some other supplements that could help raise your mineral account. Now, I like Element because it's easy, it's cost-effective, it's delicious, and it actually helps you to utilize water. And you can try it out by going to drinkelement.com and get a free sample pack and try it out for yourself. Again, I'll link all of that up in the show notes. But it circles back around to, okay, food is important and how the overall function of your body is working. And if you're not content or happy with the outcome that you're experiencing, I think it's time to like reevaluate what foods am I eating and why am I eating these foods? Shifting the mindset away from how these foods can change how you look and start to see it as how can these foods help support your body to change how you feel? And in time, if you change how you feel, you will change how you look. But you've got to trust that process and see that association. If you can feel light, if you can feel alive, if you can feel healthy, if you feel energized, you won't feel heavy. And in the process of not feeling heavy, you'll start to lose some of that heaviness and you'll start to look differently. And it starts by changing your relationship and your view of what food's intended design is. So with all of that being said, what I want you to remember is food is support for your body. How can you add more foods that are alive or foods that make you feel alive? 
and eat in a positive environment with a positive mindset. Food does not have the power to destroy you. It's not even the thing that's adding excess weight to you. That is your body compensating for what you don't have enough of. So in all areas of life, I think it's important to look at the body as how can I supply or support my energy flow? How can I eat in a way that supports my energy flow? How can I add more play and rest in relationships to my life that enhance my energy flow? How can I dig back into my spiritual life and and create balance and, and thrive there? Because that is our ultimate source of energy. Like starting to look at life in a whole as how it's supporting our flow of energy or how it's negatively impacting that and doing more things that support it. So healing foods are those things that support your body and those things that supply nourishment, not just, quote unquote, energy to your body because your body has the energy that it needs. So I don't think you need to count calories. I don't think you need to count macros, although I do think it's important to supply more macronutrients that have more building blocks that maybe you're a little bit more deficient in recognizing areas where maybe you're out of balance. And one of those for many people is protein. And I wrote an entire complete guide on protein that I'll link up in the show notes. But it's really just starting to look at your diet as a whole and say, okay, is this balanced? Is this energized? And if I'm not feeling energized, what can I add that is going to help support me? Don't worry necessarily on getting rid of things, but just in the process of adding things, you will change all of your cravings and desires if you have the right mindset. So coming at food and diet is how can I add more things that make me feel alive? I will make sure and add more of those foods, more energy fills, energy drains over at the weekly fill. But one thing I need you to do that I encourage you to do is to head on over to the Living Well and take the free quiz because it's going to show you where you fall in the energy meter, which is going to help show what things you can do to help support your energy based on where you're starting from. This is really important because we're all starting from a different place. And even throughout life, you're going to find yourself jumping around on this energy meter. But where you start from, whether you're hypo or hyper, is really going to change what you need to do. So I clearly laid out in some plans for you for free over at the Weekly Fill, and that's the energy quiz on how healthy are you. You can check it out at thelivingwell.com. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Weekly Fill while you're there. And we'll be coming back next week for another podcast that's going to start to round out all of this, right? Like start to pull it all together as we have just two more podcasts left in the series on how you heal. Also, don't forget to check out Element and get your free sample product. Try it out. There's like 10 sample packs in there. So you could totally start to get a feel for how it's going to support your aliveness over at Drink the letters lmnt.com backslash made for living well. I'll be sharing more about it later on at theweeklyfill.com. Okay, make sure you share this with your friends and family and ask them to join you on this journey of changing your view of health and your outlook. And if nothing else, it gives you a few talking points to share as you start to shift your vision and your idea about what health looks like for you. So take a screenshot of the podcast, send them a link, 
and get them to join this journey and this movement of doing health differently. Because at the end of the day, you were made for living well, and I want to help you live that out. Okay, I'll be back in the next podcast with a few more episodes on how you heal.